0: you're listening to the her leadership coach podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role if you're looking to make a bigger more positive difference in your organization you've come to the right place well hello welcome in it's rochelle on today's episode of her leadership coach we are joined by Nareen chowdhury and this is a little bit of a different conversation for this season, which I'm excited to bring you. Noreen is, a, is in a leadership role, and she also helps leaders to be leaders. So, Noreen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to see you, Rochelle. You too. You're currently a coordinator at Partnership for Los Angeles Schools which that's not a role that many people have so tell us a little bit about the role and about even about your career journey and how you ended up doing what it is that you're doing now
1: sure I know it's just such a unique um position right or title too yeah. um well it's an education um this wasn't my first career uh, role but I was a math teacher for 14 years and then um I became an assistant principal on this track to become a principal, I thought that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to change the school system. And so uh, as I was searching for a new position, still as a on the principal track, assistant principal, I got in contact with Partnership um, in L.A., and they are transforming L.A. public schools. And so we work with the L.A. school district on that. Um, so it's been great. Uh, I was working with teachers beforehand uh, to help their instruction, and now I work with the, a bunch of schools, with their school leaders, with their teacher leaders, and just work on developing and changing systems in their
0: schools. I've got a few questions to ask in the air. Sure. 14 years of math teaching there's been a big push to get more women into STEM right and math is, is obviously a part of that so did you see any changes over that time or were girls always interested in math and it's later on that they tend to drop out of that arena
1: no there has been a lot of push for uh you know, STEM and uh, girls. Actually, when I was an assistant principal, I worked at an all girls school in an underserved community in New York. And um, it was great because we were getting uh, all these projects and hands on work and engineering and bringing in people from different colleges too. And, you know, the even the assignment that we do, the curriculum is very hands-on and related to real life and uh, careers and STEM oriented um, and to really get them prepared for uh, the next part of their journey.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, And then the other thing I picked up on that introduction was that you thought you wanted to become a principal because you wanted to change the school. So tell me about like, tell me about that. What was it that you were picking up on that you wanted to change? Yeah,
1: I had originally, um, I had gone to pharmacy school back when I was uh, first in college. And then I had gotten a degree in sociology. So that's kind of like all over. And then I was tutoring a girl. um, She went to New York City public schools, and I had gone to a really nice school. Um, And so when I had gone to her school, I saw the disparity. And I was like, whoa, I can't believe you're going to this school. And I was And then so I had made the shift to education, like I got to do something about these schools. So I went and I thought my path was to be someone who changed the schools. I thought a principal could do that. And once I got into the assistant principal role, I saw my hands are tied. You can't really make these changes because of the bureaucracy in it. And so when this opportunity came for partnership, I was like, I can do something in this role. So I made the shift and I came to L.A. (laughs) for that.
0: That is, yeah, that's great. And that is so, um, I feel like that's the commonality across a lot of women looking to get into leadership roles, right? Is the idea that we want to have an impact on something, we want to make a change on something. It's not, uh, as not never, but as often as men is not ego driven. Um, it is about making a difference and having influence and um, changing things, being change makers. Uh, And so I love that that was your intention. And then also I think what we realise as we go up, particularly in large organisations, which the school system is really, even though it's like a lot of small places, but it really is a large organisation, that realisation that even getting to middle management roles is not really where that change and that impact comes about for the most part. Not that we can't make change from there. And I think as we, as leaders, step into our power more, we actually can make more change than what we give ourselves credit for. Um, but, yeah, we need to sometimes go around the edges, right? Not necessarily the path that we thought we were going to do to, to make the changes that we, we want to make.
1: Yeah, it was interesting because when I was in the classroom as a teacher, I saw these students that was making a difference in their lives. And then I thought, um, and that would be like 120 kids a year. And I thought I could make this change in a whole system on a grander scale. And then as I moved up, I thought I can't, I could make less change because now I had all these rules to follow. And it was so ironic to me. Um, so I ended up hating it even though I had gone back to school to become a school leader um, I was like why did I do this and I was very frustrated and so when this opportunity came I just dropped everything in New York my whole life and I went but it was worth it it was really I'm really happy I did that
0: yeah and that takes a lot of courage so um, congratulations on making that step and following your path right your calling almost it sounds like so tell us a bit about what you like about your role now because like it's a fascinating role and and one that I would certainly be called to do where you get to help leaders really lead and make changes in the system so tell us a bit about what you love about it
1: Sure. Um, well, the first three years I worked in one school just with their math department, and it was amazing to see the te- the department just grow, but also like the impacts it was having on the school as a whole and um, like the ripple effects and working with the principal and the teacher. It was, it's just been incredible, right? And then now I'm working with like, you know, all of the high schools, like the high schools and middle schools, right? Yeah. And so I'll do like... Um, like professional developments, I'll work with schools. And so, just to see micro and macro, like today I spent the day at a school. So, just to see, like, work with individual, like, departments, leaders, and then to see how it fits into the bigger picture. How can we take best practices? How can we bring everyone together and then make a network of schools? It's really fascinating and to see the impacts because these are the 20 most underserved schools and now they're also growing into these amazing schools. we see it in the results we also see it in the joy in the students we see it in the joy in the teachers you know I, I had a teacher tell me that he used to like be miserable when he went home he felt sick and now he loves coming to school he loves teaching the kids he has a connection and his instruction has grown which impacts so many students right and their well-being and their achievements so um in 4 years i've seen a huge difference and that's really like that's what i wanted right and that's thousands of people that are impacted right
0: yeah so you're talking um personal development in there and then i also love the idea of of increasing collaboration across the organizations and across schools Um, and i think there's so much power in bringing people together rather than leaving them in silos Um, so if you were to sort of pick up on on some of the most important things that you think that make that shift within the people um, and then maybe within the organization as well, what What do you think are the sort of big steps that, that change for them?
1: Um, something huge was that uh, my first year we implemented a brand new curriculum for math, right? And that was uh, like, we were pretty much one of like the pilot school. And so I had to uh, coach teachers on their instruction and also like, um, you know, work with the administrators to have everyone understand it so that we can observe as well and coach them on their instructional practices because of the uh their growth and we saw the results of how much growth in students um just in their performance and in the classroom their engagement now it's been adopted to every la school that's like yeah like thousands of schools. We have the second largest school district in the country uh, after New York. And so now because of the work that we've done and the results that we've proven, it's made a ripple effect on everyone. And so now we've changed the whole system. Um, and so uh, that's been wonderful. Uh, you know, just coaching on. Um, teachers teacher leaders uh, leaders themselves so that and that's that takes a lot of work because you can't tell someone what to do you have to like coaching is like um a whole di- a whole different ball game in itself um you have to build a lot of trust um and then the other part is like that a lot of work that i've been doing is uh data data driven uh work and so just you know when you give someone data like it's just numbers right how do people learn how to read it now i can analyze it and like tell you the results now tell you what to do but that's not going to help you because i might not be there tomorrow so it's like teaching like hundreds of people like how to do it and how to do this on your own and developing protocols developing protocols for yourself and for your team right and so that's been really rewarding to see you know some capacity building on that end so that's been really nice and um seen the growth
0: in that yeah that's fantastic I love um like both of those things The coaching as a as a leader right that is such a key skill now it's no longer that you know do as I say and not as I do which is what it used to be it is really about um becoming a, a master coach as a leader and helping them find their own way and learn their own lessons and bring out their own wisdom um and like you said that's how you get by it they don't otherwise they're not really bought into whatever it is you're saying um, and then I love the, the use of data uh, that is definitely what my my day job is all about data and digital and you know it is a world now where we have to understand data what be able to analyze it be able to critique it like look at it like um, is this really telling the story that it looks like it's telling, and where is this data coming from? And all of those critical thinking pieces around data are so key in the in the world that we live in now, as opposed to what we used to live in. Yes, yeah, exactly. So,
1: yeah, it's made and it's making a huge difference, and we're seeing so many changes. So, I'm excited, yeah. Yeah.
0: and
1: it's it's amazing. Like, I'm 20 years into my career to say that, like where I was 20 years ago and my passion and where I am now it's more where it's like I know people in their careers where they've never felt that um so yeah I feel grateful
0: Mm. and so like that would be a good thing to sort of look into is is how do you think you've connected with that um and and I'm assuming it's changed slightly over the 20 years but how do you keep re-energizing that passion and you know, bringing that into your work, because that's what we all would all love, right? To be connected to our passion. And then also the change that that creates in us and the change that it creates in our team when, we, when we're when we able to bring that along. So how do you think you've been able to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've changed a lot. <laughs> and you know, what leadership has meant because I've always, I've been a teacher leader when I was uh, earlier in my career. And one of the pieces of advice that one of my mentors gave me is like, what are your core values and how are you showing up like for them? And I've kept it in my phone. So no matter what phone I get, I put it back and I'll always look at it and say, okay, are these core values still true to me or do I need to make an adjustment? And sometimes I do need to change. Um, I I mean, I've grown 20 years, I'm older, you know, Um, I've learned. And so if I feel like, this is not working for me anymore, or even if this job isn't working for me anymore, I have to make some changes or I have to make changes in myself too. And I've gotten different mentors too, because they serve different purposes. so yeah, just keep evolving, keep learning, keep growing. I've gone to different programs, um, even after I've gotten two masters but, um, in math and in leadership. I did a woman in leadership program last year, and that pushed me to grow as well. And uh, I've, you know, just evolved as a person. So I think that those things help me.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think um, I I love the idea of. I mean I, I teach the idea of understanding your values like that is a really important thing that so many women just don't take the time to understand at all and then checking in on them regularly I think is like you said as you grow and as your circumstances change your values will change uh and then I also like being able to I guess one of the things I've learned is even if you're in a role where maybe you're not feeling that passionate if you can look at your values and attach them to the role in some way, whether it's slightly shifting it to being, you know, if like one of my values is learning new things. So um, being in digital is the right space for me. But also even when I'm not in digital, uh, I was still making sure that my role included learning new things. So even if you're not in your most passionate role right now, being able to, understand your values and tie them into your role somehow bring them into your role somehow can make your day that bit much better right than than not having any connection to your values at all
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah um so it sounds like your role is is amazing what do you feel in your career journey where do you feel like you had to sort of face a challenge and overcome it what was the sort of biggest challenge you feel like you've been through and, and how did you overcome that? Um
1: I think a huge challenge in my career in education was I was in a job that it was not working for me. <laughs> um it was my assistant principal job and it was um you know I had gotten this job and I felt I was very lucky because um, you know it was a hard search for a lot of people. And um, I was miserable. It was the hours, but it was the principle that I was working for too. It was very toxic. Um, So I had a mentor at the time um, and he would come in and observe me. And I said, I just don't, I can't work here anymore. I'm depressed. I'm crying. And that's not me. And he said, just write it out. And I, I had talked to her many times so as a constructive conversation, even with our mentors, and it was just making it worse. And so um, he said, just write it out till the end of the year, because if you quit, you won't get another job, because that's a red flag for other places as a as a leader. And so I was like, "Okay, I'll write it out till the end." And this was March, and finally, one day, I was just like, "I cannot." And this was the all girls school, so that was like my dream to work in this like all girls like and I'm really into woman empowerment. And so she would have done something to really embarrass me in front of all these people, which was a common tactic of hers, right? And it was in front of the superintendent and all these people from the district, and so um, I took her to the side and I said, I'm going to do what I uh, teach to the girls here at the school. And I'm going to model it, which is to stay away from people who disrespect you and to stand up for yourself. So I'm going to quit effective immediately because I will no longer take your disrespect. And I laugh. (laughs) You feel good about that. But then, you know, a couple of hours later, I was like, man, I got to pay for rent. Yes. So it um, hit me. But then, you know, I got a I got a job in between like after and then I got connected with partnership. Right. So everything happened really quickly and I was very lucky. But I learned that, you know what, if, I, if you stay true to your values, things will work out, you know, and everything will be OK. And I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was scary for a moment
0: um I love I love the conversation that you have with her before you left just to let her know like in a really you know assertive but respectful manner that this is my boundary and you've crossed it one too many times um and I yeah, I can only imagine the the like the adrenaline that comes with that and then coming down from the adrenaline a couple of hours later going oh no now what <laughs> So, um, I mean, massive congratulations on on the courage that you show and role modeling your values. Uh, hopefully, the girls were able to know that as well and, you know, I'm sure that that would have changed their perception of what it really means because seeing that in action, um, even from a distance, is really empowering. Thank you. Yeah. So- What is because you help leaders to lead, right? And everybody listening today is a leader or an aspiring leader, or certainly self leadership. So, what is one thing that you wish the leaders that you're teaching or just leaders in general really understood?
1: I think like two things like, again, being authentic, right, is really important, and being empathetic because sometimes, uh, and I see it a lot like, sometimes you're out of the classroom, you forget what it's like to. Be a teacher, Um, so just having a lot of empathy and being a listener, and I think we see it a lot after the pandemic too, right? There's a lot of like you know mental health issues too, and then going back to work is like a struggle for a lot of people going back to the office. So just taking that into account, into what what are the out of the box options that we can have to ensure there's productivity, also people are taken care of and cared for, right?
0: those are really good things. What's your take on authenticity? Like how do you do that? Particularly if you're in an environment that isn't necessarily you, right? So maybe it's male dominated or maybe it just doesn't align with your values particularly well. Or, you know, there are there's a culture, an expectation of how you should show up. How do you still keep within the lines and yet show up as the authentic you? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: When And I'm very much like this, when it's professional time, it's professional time, right? But when there's like, you know, that's out of work having conversation, but it's also making the space to have that conversation, like, or some downtime, right? Like making time for that, too. Or Um, having some one-on-one time with each person that you're working with, right? Just so that they see you as a human as well, being a good listener, but also like sharing things about you. And then also like, how can you bring out parts of yourself into what you're doing in leadership, right? Um, and there are different ways to do that, right? Like, um, You know, I'm in L.A., but there's a lot of New York in me. And so, like, how do I bring out parts of that here as well into my leadership style? Um, And I think that that's really unique too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. So it's it's a little bit about uh, knowing where the sidelines are and that, you know, these are the times where I need to be professional without not being yourself. So you see yourself, but you're your professional version of yourself. Uh, and then also knowing when it's time to let the guard down a little bit and be more human and just be real with people.
1: There's also like my counterpart is uh, is like a male. I'm really small. I'm 4'11 and he's a large male, very loud and I'm very soft spoken. And so sometimes I get the advice that you need to be like loud and domineering. And I said, I'm not really like that. Like I'm very girly girl. And so like there's a male leader, right, and then there's a woman leader, and we're very different. And we can be—I can be a feminine leader, but I still bring a lot of attributes that are positive, and he brings attributes. But we complement each other, and so yeah, we've brought that to, to the table and shed light on it. And now there's an appreciation to that too. And I feel like that's authenticity as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic, and I wish everybody knew that across the world (laughs) we all bring you know we all have pros and cons right as leaders um no matter who we are how diverse like our brains work or our sexuality or our gender or our race or anything we all have strengths that we are bringing to the table as leaders and we're allowed to lean into them and it's good to be aware of where we might have you know room to grow or whatever as a leader, um, but that doesn't make you wrong for being who you are. You can still lead from who you are. Yeah yeah, fantastic. Okay, two more questions, Irene. What do okay. you know now that you wish you knew earlier? I
1: wish that I knew that you don't need a title to be a leader. You can be a change maker and be a leader, like making any impact or having that passion can make you a leader. Anytime anyone told me, oh, you're a leader, like I didn't believe it. It was almost like that imposter syndrome. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Or anytime I was recommended for something. And so I didn't take my power, my confidence. And I wish I had worked on that more. And so I try to encourage people that I see now, especially women, to raise their confidence and their voice.
0: Mm -hmm. That is, it is really powerful. Awesome. I love it. Okay. And last one i is what is your leadership mantra? So I think, again, we're all leaders, right? Regardless of what role we're in. And we all have that thing that we sort of say over and over again, that keeps us on that track of stepping into our power, being our leadership self. So what is yours? Stay true to
1: yourself. Yeah just do you
0: be yeah. yourself yeah so do you find yourself saying that often Are there particular situations where you need to remind yourself of that
1: I think once uh after the whole quitting my job and things worked out now I don't second guess myself I don't need opinions from other people I don't need like I i am confident in my decisions
0: to yeah. go for it yeah yeah uh, that is amazing. I mean, I have really enjoyed our conversation. If people want to connect with you, what's the best place to find you? Um, well, I also
1: have the side business. Um, it's called Unstressified. Again, I have the confidence to do that now. No, no. Um, so they can find me at um, www.unstressified.com or Instagram Unstressified. Yeah. And so that would be the best way.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, I will pop the links to both of those places in the show notes. So anyone that's wanting to reach out to Nareen or see what she's up to as she's teaching leaders how to lead um, or de-stressifying, which uh, clearly in this world is so sorely needed, just go to the show notes and you'll be able to find those links there. Nareen, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Rochelle. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you want to continue the conversation about today's topic or anything to do with being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You'll find the link to join in the show notes as well as the links to connect with today's wonderful guest. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show. And I would really appreciate that. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.